0: Today in LIFT we're going to be asking the questions, how do we live into our family rules when other families' rules and expectations can be so different? I've invited Pride Merschbach to talk with us about this subject. How do you establish rules that are good for your family? Let's start generally, and then we can talk about different life stage stages.
1: So you know what? I, th- I think him from the root of it, when I think back to Tom and I, just even dating and starting to be in the thought process about getting married and knowing that we wanted to have children, we started then. With those early conversations of, you know, what would our what would our house look like? How was he raised and brought and re- reared up versus how I was and what, you know, as we mixed the two from what our parents or our, even our grandparents instilled and in what we got to see mm-hmm. of of how they built their family unit. How
0: then did we want? To build hours. You know, you're reminding me. I do something at with premarital sessions where I have couples gather five things they want to bring to their marriage and five things they'd probably not want to bring mm. to their marriage from their families. And I wish somebody would have done that with me, you know, 20 years ago to actually name those things that were gifts that our family gave us and some things that just didn't quite fit into who we had become as adults.
1: Absolutely. And ultimately, it kind of boils down to just being good communicators, right? Yeah. Because if we start at the beginning of our marriages to know what we want then for our children and we're on the same page, you're sure going into it a lot easier than when you've not even had any of those conversations going on.
0: So rules sound um, boring and they sound not fun. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we both are former teachers, like classroom rules, they hang on your wall. You talk about them all the time. Family rules are a little bit different. So let's start with like birth through five. How do you establish like constant family rules when the kids are not consistent at that age? And, you know, but structure is something that's important. Absolutely. I think it's what I, I'm
1: constantly sharing with the young families is the need and the importance to put consistency, balance um, into daily schedules and not over committing, you know, family life to where you can have good boundaries and, and um,
0: rules within your family. So I'm going to stop you. What's the difference between like a family rule and maybe a family like lifestyle or routine that's established? Do you see a difference between the two?
1: I think that they do merge, but rules are things that are established and meant to not veer one way or the other. Um, When you look at the kind of concessions within families, I think it is important Just because you've set a rule, it may not work for your family or even your children's learning style, or they might not be developmentally ready to move into understanding why. I think that was the thing I remember my kids always asking me all the time. Well, why? Why is that a rule for our family?
0: You know, did you say because I said (laughs) a lot of (laughs) a lot of times that does work, you know? Okay, so. I'm thinking back to when I had birth through five-year-old, you know, early childhood kids in the house. And I don't think we had so much family rules Family routines.
1: Absolutely, and that's what these kids are are so starving for. Though they need to know how their day is going to start and how it's going to end. You know, in preschool, we'll spend a lot of time having picture schedules on the walls or even doing um, story outlines, so that they're they're just really kind of learning what life's all about. And so rules can be um, confusing by calling them that.
0: Okay. So let's move to elementary school. So kids are, you know, we're going kinder through fifth grade. So it's a big spectrum, but this is the time where they're establishing more responsibility in their day-to-day life and hopefully in the household. So how do rules come into play in that age group?
1: Well, I think in the elementary level, what starts to happen is kids recognize that there are consequences, Mm -hmm. right, (laughs) for those rules if they're broken. And that's where being a team partner in a marriage is so important because I had to be together with Tom to where we we didn't veer off. If we said this is how it was going to be in our household, then together that's what, you know, a lot of times you get that, hey, mom's so mean, go ask dad. You know, you've got to be a team.
0: I had a kid almost try to pack and move out once. <laughs> we are both being consistent in the rules, And at the time, it didn't feel like a parenting win. But yeah. I think in the long run, now that I have teenagers and most days enjoy their company, um, that was a win so many years ago.
1: Right. And, you know, I think you have to be prepared. I can remember, and uh, Kayla will probably just cringe for me <laughs> sharing this with you, but I still have letters that were written about how I was the mean mom and it doesn't always feel good, right. but now as an adult and then her adult friends will come back to me and say, we really did need somebody to kind of step up and be the um, the not so nice mom. We didn't yeah. know it then, but now we see and we understand why you had you know, rules so and
0: rules and um, routines kind of fall hand in hand, even in elementary school. Um, bedtimes are still important. Do you agree with that? Do you think? Bedtimes- Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Again, it falls back to kids needing schedules, balance. We, we get into, you know, running everywhere and trying to be, um, Overstimulating our kids. And so that's what then I, I'll see temper tantrums or complete meltdowns or for elementary age children. And even into that middle school, they're just exhausted yeah. and their minds just aren't thinking right, you know? And then that leads them to not making the best decisions, even though they know that those rules are in place. Right. So, absolutely.
0: So, junior high, so dreaded mm. in junior high days. Um, This is when kids push the boundaries, Mm -hmm. probably. And I see it more fourth and fifth grade also now, too. Um, They push those boundaries and they're establishing, you know, beginning uh, naming who they are as an individual. And in that is um, the wonderful teenage years of, you know, kind of pressing boundaries. How do you live into the rules during that phase? Well, one
1: thing we interestingly enough, both haven't really pinpointed or talked about, but was the importance of introducing our faith into our family unit and how we've built that all the way going into, right? We've worked so hard into these junior high years. And I think that um, you have to entangle your lives with people who have the same values in their family unit that you have in yours so that when kids are hanging out or, you know, spending time together, they're with common. Um,
0: okay, so I don't <laughs> disagree with you at all, but I am going to push you. Okay. You can't make Always. Good friends yeah. at this age. That's where I see difficulty and that's where I have difficulty is in elementary school and preschool, I could kind of create the culture of who my kids' friends were by whose houses I dropped them off to and, you know, what moms I was connected with in the neighborhood, middle school and high school, they make their own friends. Definitely
1: gets harder. It
0: gets harder. And so I um, am also the mean mom and I'm fine being that person. Um, I think, and again, when they're adults, they'll thank me for it, hopefully. Um, I also believe that they'll need therapy one day. So everything (laughs) I do is worth it. It's every penny for therapy. Um, But... I am fighting the counterculture of, well, so-and-so doesn't have to do that, or so-and-so can do this, or, you know, and I don't have a problem saying no, but sometimes it does become exhausting.
1: (gasps) And don't you think though too the problem is is we get blocked into corners with kids that age to where they want to know right then why they can't, but if you kind of take a little bit of time and you say this is what we've decided as a family this is our rule, mm-hmm. and you have to kind of walk away. And then take some time to then go back and um, not so irate or irrational conversation because they didn't get what they wanted right then or what everyone else was doing, you know, and talk through it. That's so important, that whole conversation piece. Of, you know, why this is why we why we've made these rules or this is why we believe so so strongly. The
0: why is important. Absolutely. And so they can understand fully. That's we are fighting a curfew. Mm. So establishing a curfew. I, I grew up in a household where I had a sister and pretty strict household. And we had really strict curfews. Do you remember that Cosby Show episode where they sat the couch in front waiting. of the friends who were waiting? That was my dad, okay? strict curfew. My husband grew up one of four boys, and also he's he's a hair older than me, like four years older than me. But sometimes that makes a big difference in how parents parented. Sure. And he didn't have a curfew ever, and so finding that balance in our lives right now with our boys as they're getting older in. What is that curfew? We've realized it's had to change due to circumstances.
1: And do you also have it changed based on child? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we. I would say we, we definitely had the same, um, you know, times and discussions between our our two kids are so different they're both such individuals in their interest and their wanting that, to be gone amount of time is that fair i think i think it is i think ultimately what we do is we're working to make sure that we're we're providing the support and the nurture for each individual children that god's created and given us to nurture really you know
0: and so yeah it's life isn't fair yeah you know <laughs> yeah. so okay on that when is it okay to bend the rules mm. let's say i've set a curfew for midnight which i think is a very fair curfew and the football game doesn't get over till 11 45 and i get a text can i go to sonic is it okay to bend the rules or do we say no your curfew's midnight stop asking you we've established this
1: right and I think I think as as um a couple you know you have to decide of what your kind of tolerance are I I'm, I think we've always been a believer in hoping that we've set a good foundation for our kids eventually we are going to as we creep up in our conversation of age level to where when they're 18 Tom and I've always said like we've given we've planted our seeds we've It's now time that they're going to have to go sell their wings. We hope that our kids have had the chance to make mistakes underneath our roof, because we can then talk through them, work through them. Sometimes you have to duck your head, undercover amongst you know friends in the community, because you know life isn't a bowl of cherries all the time, and things do happen. But yeah, I I think that there's there are times when. You know, you give your kids that tr- a little bit of trust and you mm-hmm. see if they continue to earn it. Mm-hmm. And th- and if the rule needs to be to bend and it's you're comfortable, but I always say, follow your gut. So do you
0: want to know actually <laughs> our family rules right now? What's that? We have two. They're kind of ridiculous. I like that. I like that number, though. Yeah, we have two. The first one is remember whose you are. Mm. Was, is you're a child of God? Mm-hmm. and that can guide your actions. So true. And the second one is don't be stupid. Hey. I mean, I have two teenagers right now and I feel like anytime they get out of the car, I say those two things. And um I feel like again, it's rules versus routines. Like those are our rules and I mean it. And when one of them breaks something, I'm like, you know, uh, Remember who you are. That's right. And um, if it's not being kind to a friend, if it's, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, I'm going to reverse a little bit. Okay. Because one of the rules I've always had a hard time following through on is I left my lunch at home. I left my folder at home. Our family had established, I will save you once. You have one safe. Um. And that was always hard for me to follow up on, especially when I was working at home and was available. It's easier for me to follow up on now that, you know, I work 25 minutes from my house. Right. Because um, I typically can't. Um, but are those important to keep going? Absolutely.
1: Because you know what? Ultimately, that kiddo is going to go off to college or be working in a a work environment and they're not going to have a mom or dad to come to the rescue. They have to figure out what they need to get their day fully accomplished and to be successful. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was with like you, Kim, I've been a working mom, the my entire, my entire time of having children and I couldn't stop. And I do think it's made my children have a stronger work ethic mm-hmm. because number one, they saw the modeling that was going on as a, as a mom or as you right. know, and they just do. That was the way it was. Right. I, I wasn't going to be running back and forth.
0: Well, cause you said earlier, mistakes are important Mm. under your roof Mm -hmm.
1: and they are and so that's a great learning time i mean and you can even go through that through teenagers and drinking and um you know breakups between boyfriends and girlfriends um you know um so so again it's just all about kind of keeping that communication open though
0: so let's talk about drinking we are in a community where drinking is—I feel like—very prevalent, especially in the teenage years. Um, what's okay? What's not? How do you establish rules when you know and I know rules are being broken all the time? Right. Where do you
1: start? It's a tough one, but I think it starts and ultimately in conversation as as a family. What is acceptable in your family unit, um, and you also have to know that there are other family units who have differing views, and that that's definitely one that um, I would say you you pick your you pick your view and you stick with it strong um, for what works for your family. Right. Um, it's hard. Um, it's it's definitely something kids are having to be confronted with constantly and I think that they're also just trying to figure out you know is it is it is it willing for me to take the risk sometimes right. in this and is the consequence gonna gonna matter and I think it does need to matter yeah. you know
0: you know another one that I'm just now starting on is driving a car at 16 and the law that they're only allowed to have so many friends in the mm. car with them and like establishing that I understand that so-and-so can pick you up, but no. Yeah, I
1: can remember waiting out in um, the parking lot one afternoon when um, one of mine first got their license to see how many piled into the car. And um, the license went away for a little bit while we f- figured out that that was the law. And I think there's a big distinction of, of um Of rules and
0: laws. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, to that, you took a license away from a 16-year-old. You were not well-liked at that time. Absolutely
1: not. And not by by their friends either, you know, because that that puts a lot of peer pressure into the whole situation.
0: So how do we, as parents, you know, because I told you so, because I know best— goes on deaf ears and is actually kind of annoying to listen to. How do we let children know that rules and boundaries are tended to help them not hurt them
1: you know what the greatest thing is that happens is these kids start to mature maturation ah. thank you lord for that as um they their you know their their brains and their compositions within their brains starts to to grow and be able to understand and also it's just watching others and talking about it constantly
0: the fun house
1: mm-hmm. we all
0: have kids who have parents that have the fun house the house like, when I was growing up, it was a house where, like, kids were allowed to smoke cigarettes at mm-hmm. this house, right? Um, <laughs> I would think nowadays it's the house where you can drink or maybe smoke pot or that kind of stuff. And even in a lesser thing, in elementary and middle school, it's the house that, you know, doesn't make kids go to bed at sleepovers and let them eat whatever they want. My kids would come home throwing up. Right. right? Where's that balance? You know, let's start maybe in the junior high sleepover and move to the high school drinking party. I had to at one point tell my son, you've got to make a decision if you want to go over there. Right. The last two times you've gone over there, you come home sick and tired and grumpy. And, you know, we have this, this and this instead of just telling them, no, that's not the type, The house that I agree with their rules um, I don't know. Where's that balance? I think
1: you did. That's such a great way to do it, though. Like you talked about how what it could look like in the next day. Right. right? And you talked about what could happen or not happen. So you had that conversation going the mm-hmm. whole time, giving them, your, you know, That's a little bit of an. Yeah, they need to they need to have and listen
0: Okay, Pride, so we've talked a lot about, you know, their rules, our rules, parenting wins, parenting losses. Let's kind of do a podcast behind the scenes. Let me just pick your mama brain. I'd love that. (laughs) We'll try. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to start with what is the biggest parenting win you think you've had? But I want to pause and think through their stages, Mm -hmm. right? Think through preschool, elementary, middle school, high school, adulthood, because we have people listening who need to hear wins. Tell us some wins.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny when you kind of reflect back now on I'm lucky in getting to be in the throes of seeing these young, new families coming in and starting preschool, but then also kind of looking where I am at it's really cyclical of what those wind days are because when you're dropping your baby off for the very first time and kind of lifting them over the door to that new preschool teacher you know you're entrusting and giving your child of god over to it is so hard <laughs> <It's> so scary <laughs> and and it then kind of carries through even to that day you walk away from them checking themselves in to their Uh dorm room in college, or even their first job when they go away. And I think the win in it is that you see your child be able to spread their wings. Mm -hmm. And even from those really, really young years to then becoming young adults, um, you've been able to kind of I always say give them all you know how to give right and then now they get to go and kind of sell and sell their wings
0: I remember with our youngest we had a, a daycare for teachers and so I dropped him off and I was I was I was quote-unquote fine I'm doing air quotes right now I was <laughs> fine and um, at that time Frisco was a very small town Ha ha! jokes on us now but We dropped him off and I knew everybody in that hallway because it was a part of the administration building and we all knew each other. And somebody goes, how you doing, mama? And I just like, (laughs) (laughs) like, I couldn't control myself. I couldn't. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I thought you were fine. I was like, I am. He's fine. I'm fine. I got to (laughs) go. But it is that first time.
1: Yeah. Of letting at them
0: first. go. Yeah. But that first continues, right? Yeah. That first time of dropping them off at preschool. Even the church nursery. I know a lot of mamas, Absolutely. you know, that first, that hour, that first. And dads, like, I'll, you know, I don't want to leave the dads out of that. And I love the the little wins. Yeah. And those little wins then also
1: come with those fails. Yeah. And you know what? It always ends up kind of then Again, being um, circular because those those fails, when I think about from, you know, elementary or even, you know, middle school and high school age as a mama, the hardest part for me, the the hardest struggle days came when, you know, maybe your child wasn't accepted into a group Mm. and came home with those struggles on their heart, didn't know how to be accepted socially didn't really know how to regulate those emotions. And it's the same. It's the same as when yeah. they're five. They, yes, gather some of that maturity level, but to see your child not be picked for a team that they I remember that day. Right. Worked, yeah. Oh, my gosh, I'll never forget the day that the note went on the door of who made, you know, the dance team and, and, right. and you know, and your child's name, your kid's name not being on there. And, uh the yeah. heart that you your heart just wants to cry. Um, our administrative, administrative uh, director today was taking her child to, to Baylor for the first day. And she called last night and was in those boohoo tears. And it's that same. I'm like, I know you feel like half your heart's gone. And it's because we just love them so
0: much. Yeah. I remember young love and my son's first breakup. And it wasn't like a year long. You know, it was a young love. But I just went upstairs, and I, he came downstairs and said, I just want to let you know that me and my girlfriend broke up. And he, he was, quote, unquote, fine, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I gave him, like, 30 minutes, and I went upstairs, and I said, are you doing okay? And he just, like, this giant man-child of mine just mm-hmm. kind of fell in my lap and just kind of cried. And it was like, oh, but the win in that— is that he had me, he right. had his friends, and he got to see that in a week, in a day, he was fine. It's all going to be It's all right. going to be okay. And it's those, but in that moment, I came downstairs and I was like, Dan, you can't let me go back upstairs. Like, he needs, you know, like, oh, it was hard. Yeah,
1: I know. My dad used to always say to me, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And as as a child, I didn't. I didn't really understand that, Um, but it will and kind of all in God's time and God's plan. Um, It may not pass the way you or I as mamas or our kids want it to, but it's going to happen in in God's plan.
0: Well, and we talked some about, you know, our our family rules versus other family rules. What was one of the hardest days when you just kind of had you you knew you had to say no because saying no when we know the emotion that's gonna come next as a parent can be really hard. Can you tell me about like a win and a loss in that?
1: Oh gosh, that magic word and oh no. And then, you know, the the child then wanting to ask back and you know, well first you might get that rebellion of could have I remember having a door slammed in my face.
0: Yes. (laughs) Have you ever had that happen, Kim? You know? We joke we have Uh, uh, some cracks on our ceilings, and we had the foundation people come out and make uh, sure it wasn't. And I was like, that's stomping of feet (laughs) out of anger. That's all that is.
1: Um, And, you know, with what so much what kids are are asked to kind of have to deal with and um, socially and just emotionally and fears and— just in today's world it's a lot Uh and so um we're their safe zone so yeah we are going to be the ones who are typically going to get that no or rebellion back of why um it doesn't feel good as the as the person trying to um be the guide or um set the Expectations are the ground rules. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel good. But yeah, I can remember those days from starting from when I had a little tot that was able to walk. Uh-huh. And on the other side of the door, him holding the door handle tight so that I couldn't get in the room <laughs> to continue on with my, um, you know, kind of feat of saying no. But I think kids deserve an explanation mm-hmm. of when you say no, mm-hmm. why. Why you know they they don't know we have to teach them so yeah. that they understand what's behind our no. It's not to be mean, right? Right.
0: No, no. And it feel it might feel mean, it might feel, but that it's our jobs to keep our kids safe, right? And teach them how to be adults. And in that is disappointment. In that is sadness. In that is joy. Um, in our family, we kind of use the five 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 rule. Which, depending on the situation, in five minutes is this a big deal? Mm, I love in that. five days, is this a big deal? In five years, are you even gonna remember this? And I use it with my kids, but also on those bad days, I think, five, 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 is this a big deal? Nope. This is not a big deal. It feels like a big deal right now, but I can breathe through it recognizing that. You know, and we change the five to the situation, right? Like, because typically in five minutes, yes, everybody's still going to be upset. So in five days, in five hours, however you want to use it, but breaking down situations to that, and then maybe right now that cars are in our lives, sometimes the nose could be big deals, right? Those are great. That's a great tip.
1: That's a great um, tool for families to be able to use. I think it
0: helps me just as much as it helps my kids. <laughs> it's like everybody needs to take a time yeah. out here. Let's go process yeah. it and think well, it through. You know, I'm a love and logic proponent. And um, that was the hardest toddlerhood and the strong. I have very strong-willed children. I don't know where they get that gene from. No, I don't it's really care. <laughs> but having like. We, If you were upset, I'd say, I'll talk to you when your voice is calm or I'll talk to you when your voice sounds like mine. And instinctively, the kids would just like start going to their room to calm down. And the other day we had a 13-year-old fit and he just looked at us and said, I'm going to go to my room until I'm calm. I was like, yes. You got it. And so, again, all those times in toddlerhood that felt like Lose, loses, lose, losses, losses, yeah. thanks. Or that you're drowning. Yes. <laughs> it, at 13 is a win. Absolutely. And that is hard to see in the toddler moment. But the fact that I'm actually enjoying my teenagers is because I worked really hard and, you know, sometimes cried when they cried, but we kept doing it. Right. That's exactly right you can find more information about our podcast on our website, standrewumc.org, Family Lift Podcast. When you visit our website, you can subscribe to the show. You can also subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We would always like to thank the creative team for all that they do to make us sound intelligent. We love getting your questions and feedback. Have a great day.